Welcome to Hashtag with Nabuguzi Chiwanuka. This is the place where we unravel social constructs, discuss self-development in line with mental health, and everything in between that directly or indirectly affects us in the millennial world around us. I am your host, Nabuguzi Chiwanuka, a lawyer, founder, stroke team lead of Equate Foundation, a lover of conversations, and a professional unraveler of social constructs. If you're hearing my voice for the first time, welcome to this podcast. And if you're a returned subscriber, man, man, <laughs> the Nigerian way, <laughs> welcome to yet another episode of insightful, unraveling, and thought-provoking conversations. So we survived the ever-so-turbulent 366 days of 2020 and managed to transition into 2021. But that has not stopped us from talking about the pandemic. Its existence metastasized from the health sectors to various sectors, and one of the most affected in Uganda is the education sector. The virus's proliferation going out of hand has left many parents, educators, and the students in limbo. So in this episode, I talked to an exceptional educator, Nidere Shamim, at the close of 2020. She is the founder of Izere Education, a social enterprise whose principal purpose is to empower today's child with tools to thrive in their 21st century future. Nidere's belief in education beyond the confines of the typical classroom has continued to produce change makers whose creative minds are a necessity to doing life going forward. This conversation is pertinent to you and I, and it's also pertinent in filling up the gaps in our education system, and I cannot wait for you to hear her talk about what kind of education is necessary for the child of the 21st century. Listen in. Hi, Shamim. Hi, how are you? Good, good. How are you doing? Uh, Please introduce yourself to our listeners. My name is Shamim Nilele. Yeah. I'm 29 years old, soon making 30 next year. I uh, am an educator. I'm a teacher. Mm -hmm. I do. I've been educating for over 10 years now. 10? (coughs) Yeah. That's like from the age of 19. Yeah, because... at 19, I was in. Uh, I was at university, and that's when I begin school practice. Yeah. Yeah. So I am the team leader at Zero Education. Mm-hmm. We do. Our vision is really quality 21st century learning outcomes for all, mm. not only for the hubs but also for the children from low-income communities, like the kind of education they get someone gets in Kampala should be the same as the education we get in Kanungo, maybe when yeah. I come from or Kalamoja. But then that education in overall should really give today's child the wings to thrive in their future, in the future that is not our future, in mm. their future that is so disruptive, the future that is so full of um, that needs flexibility, that needs creativity, that needs all the things that is a global community it's a global village where a child from Uganda will sit on the same table with a child from Dubai and a child from the US so the kind of education our child should have is our work rotates on that Yeah. Yeah. what did you want to be while growing up? 
I actually wanted to maybe when I was younger I don't remember but what I remember so well in my senior three I it hit me that actually teachers are the most smart people ever really? so there was this there was this child I was helping with homework holiday work and I was in senior three and were in primary so I told them the answer and they said no they didn't believe me they said okay anyway I'll ask my teacher tomorrow yeah I was like wow don't we all go to teachers like <laughs> they know everything so from that time I actually really wanted to be a teacher yeah and even when I was in senior six even when I could perform so well to go on any other course I just chose education it was the only thing I applied for in Makere and I got it right from S3 you knew yes. what you wanted to yeah, be I really wanted to be a teacher and you didn't consider anything else no. I am passionate about law. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I started reading uh, raw thrillers, John Grisham books as a teenager. So, of course, I, I, in my other life, I would want to be a lawyer, but I didn't, I didn't even go to law school. You I, sure do sound like a reader. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love, that's how much I love being a teacher. So I am a teacher. It, it's quite interesting because no one just comes up at this. Because <laughs> most educators have been placed there because yeah. they applied for government it's, it's, sponsorship. It's, thank you. And it's, <laughs> it's unfortunate. Let me let me break you a bit there. Yeah. So many children who have passed so well and they are on government sponsorship. The minute you put education by mistake on your application, you give an education. Yes. You've actually said it by mistake. And it's unfortunate because then we have people coming into education who are really frustrated, yeah. who are so not happy to be there. And of course, they, they, they are doing it as the last option or they, are, they can't wait to get done with the course and just drop it all together. Yeah. They are afraid to say they are doing education. So it's no it's uh, I've, I've experienced it with a yeah. couple of people. You ask them, it's, so it's, what did you do at campus? Like, um, um, yeah. they <laughs> gave me education, but yes, yeah, they, yes. there's a but that has to come into play. I, I remember when I was at university, yeah. we used to go to have internet at IT, at Faculty of Technology. That's mm -hmm. where the Wi-Fi was around university. That's the only place we'd get Wi-Fi Is those it? days. Yes. So when you go there... When you say those days, you make it sound those, like it's, it's so long ago. I, no, it's around 2013, 2012. Yeah. Because I, I joined 2010 to 2013, so I graduated 2014. Mm -hmm. But most of my classmates, like, would actually... Most of them... It was fun. We would identify ourselves as, oh, I'm doing software engineering. I'm doing this. Yeah. You wouldn't want to be associated with... To be an education student. Yes, because even at university, the attitude towards education students is like they are, they are from the village, they are oh. people who didn't perform well, they are... Oh, it, it even goes as far as performance. Yeah. They are people without future, they don't have good jobs, and and it's a hard course. We, we are doing so many course units than any other course mm -hmm, at university. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So education, I hear you when you say most children are pressed there when they don't like it. Yeah. And uh, do you think there is something that society does that pushes us to have this kind of mindset around educators? Yes. So much. Of course, they are least paid. <laughs> <laughs> they are, they money, are, yeah. The money... The, the good thing is that education jobs are always available, but the, the way society takes the teacher is, is like a lesser person, like 
you don't even have aspiration in life i mean uh, like you are born to just teach and be in the classroom what do you know like why do you need all money come from the hands of educators you know, like, why why do you even need money like, why do you need money yeah they look because even teach some teachers will go to negotiate with the client and they'll say but you're, you're a teacher i mean you can take that you know yes so our society is has 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 a very negative perception of an educator and it's mm. really unfortunate what what differences do you think you have made? Are, are there any differences in light? Or I don't even think that's the right question, because you already wanted to be an educator. You didn't come out from it. The, the, the question that I was going to ask would make sense if you didn't want it before, and then you well, got no, to no, like maybe. it much later. No, on. still I can't say this. So my training, my my degree i'm a teacher for li- for languages for english mm. and literature in english yes and maybe general paper for secondary but um when i was teaching in my few first years even of uh, as a student teacher and the first year as a teacher is uh, i would find myself teaching life skills more like for me if mm. you're in my general paper class and you're in senior five and you can't ma- look me in the eye and speak or you can't communicate you can't speak confidently for me that would be a problem i would then stop everything i'm teaching and we first focus on that yeah so i found myself leaning more on building children's confidence uh, having conversation that spark their creativity them to get them to think uh maybe 20 years to get them to have those conversations and i found myself leaning so much on the child development personal development than mm-hmm. teaching so i i chose to get out i mean instead of teaching oh vocabulary, you, you decided to get out of out of the classroom oh yeah yeah because i wasn't really fulfilled teaching what tenses and and not <laughs> to say that the people yeah. who teach it is uh, it's not good it is good i mean it doesn't just communicate am, with your spirit i am here i'm speaking to you because <laughs> the teacher taught me how to communicate in yeah, english and yeah, the right tenses yeah, yeah, yeah. so i i appreciate them but for me i wasn't fulfilled doing that i mm-hmm. thought as a teacher you're so much more like you have you, you have this power in your hands to transform a child yeah. to transform a being to to really shape their destiny to to get them to believe in themselves because we really We've, we have some teachers who have impacted our life beyond even just teaching us math and English. Thank you. So I, I, I wasn't fulfilled in the classroom and I got out. Yeah. And uh, I still do stuff. I, I teach. I do consultancy for schools. I do teacher trainings. I teach every day, but I don't teach in a way, in, in the classroom way of saying, this is the syllabus, we are completing it, mm. and this is what I have to teach. I. I want to create that impact. I want yeah. to see through me. I want to be an educator who transforms a child or a community or the the whole world. What hinged you to that? Because we we are in a setup whereby we just flow with what life dictates. I don't know if if that's your kind of life. But what pushed you to make a difference? Is there something that you might have experienced personally, and you felt like um, something has to be done differently? I do not remember anything personal, but of course, growing up, I was actually very timid, mm. extremely shy and timid, and I grew out of it. Yeah. But um, when when I taught for a small time and I went to do some consultancy work in in another country to train teachers and all, mm. and from that time, like 
when you're on the sides like when you literally get out of like the pitch and you sit on the sides as a coach or as a referee and see what's happening mm -hmm. it sort of gives you a fresh perspective than when you're in yeah. So I I saw I, I I saw so much I saw the quality of education that's happening in Africa because yeah. that was not in Uganda but was in East Africa mm. so the quality of teachers we have the quality of learning the the frustrations teachers have the like you know you're just teaching for because you have to teach and complete the syllabus yeah. I saw so much that really I saw we are leaving so much on the table. Mm -hmm. We cannot just teach a child to, to 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 do to finish the syllabus, and you're not looking I at pass them. Exams. You're not looking at them, and now because we are in the global village, I've tried so much to educate myself about uh, the global trends and mm. and what kind of education should be happening in schools. Yeah. So when you see what's the crisis of education that's happening in the U.S. in those first world countries vis-a-vis -vis what's here we mm. are not even bothered and yet those people who we consider to be on a high level they are bothered they have a crisis on their hands so for me that was a disaster like really we cannot be i cannot be doing this there's so much to be done there's so yeah. much there's so much we need to do in our education to empower our child to be on the same level on this to sit on the same table with someone in a first world economy and yeah. speak confidently mm -hmm. so maybe i would rather use my teaching teaching english and teach communication like what's the purpose of a child knowing tenses and they cannot tap they into they can't communicate and they can't tap into maybe they can right you know mm -hmm. we are in blogging vlogging all that they they're just limited to passing that UNEP test but they they're not using that skill of communication yeah. and so really what are we doing for me I know I cannot be part of that I can't like no, no, no. yeah you can't be part of the status quo I can't like who then who is going to come and fix this exactly so when you speak about your experience uh, in your first year when you were teaching and you realized a child could not even look you into the eye and we went as far as teacher training do you call it teacher training mm. when you're on the side and you witnessed what was happening in yeah. the education system what kind of education do you think is important for a child uh, that's, that's, that's a great question so right now so we have two children right now we have a child who is uh who's like you who's in the kampala in the city yeah and maybe they come from a middle-income family mm -hmm. they go and study they see people working like they're exposed to to they're already at a certain level they are they're confident yeah they're in a school that by society standards is considered good yeah and they're okay and then we have this other child in the village who is struggling through adolescence with so many challenges from a poor background they're struggling with poverty they can't even afford a book mm. they they basically they don't have any any person they are looking up to they don't have the dreams so the kind of uh, education now those two people need then it's the same but then this other one needs even more so let me begin with uh, with this child in the village yeah with no dreams an adolescent girl who's 15 right now looking forward to marriage I'm you know they, they, are, they don't even have a book and uh, so when someone comes and gives them maybe money for a book or money for for a basic thing yeah they would it's, it's huge for them they, they feel indebted actually yes and uh, of course those 
they, they can even drop out and get married yeah. because actually there is lack when at home there is no there's no there's the communication there is not about okay so what's the future about so you you're going to do this they don't even know what they want to be when they grow up yes i don't believe in the question of what you want to be when you grow up you don't uh, we'll uh, get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll surely get to we'll that. We'll get to that. Yeah. But at least this child in the town already has a base. They they know they want to be neurosurgeons, you know. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. want to be Lawyers, pilots, they want to be royals, they want to be engineers. They have a start. So these two children, first of all, they mm. need of course the they, they need they need the same education but for this one in the village they need guidance they need inspiration they need you, you need you need to build their esteem first to believe in themselves yeah. and to know that there's to get them into like vision getting a vision getting them to to see the future even before they get there so that even when they have all these challenges you come from a poor family you don't have the basic things so that you have that will to stay in school regardless of the challenges yeah so when i saw that we the government is is investing so much in um, in infrastructure in paying teachers and mm. building schools but they are really not we are not really investing in the child so if all those are there then what is keeping the child in school for me my approach is we we use them we use their dreams and their aspirations to keep them in school yeah so that even when you don't have a pad, a sanitary towel, you can figure out a way, but stay in school because, because there is a dream you actually there's chasing. a dream you're chasing because you want to transform your community because there's a challenge you want to solve in your community. That so that is another quest. That is some part of education they really really need. And because in villages, UPE schools, we have overwhelming numbers. You can't blame teachers. Yeah, you can't give that one-on-one thing to. A thousand students it's not possible I mean even the teachers themselves are not motivated yeah, that's that's now that. that's even another story yeah and you can't really blame them because they have uh, they have so much work to do there's mm-hmm. little pay and even they have their personal problems yeah yeah you've made such an important point when you mentioned that it's important for the kid to have a goal a dream because I've had a couple of scenarios whereby we're, there are drives for pads, right? Mm-hmm. To protect girls from dropping out of school. And I've actually come to a place whereby if they have a dream, they cannot just let the period put them away from that dream. I, I, I want to get back to that question in depth. Mm. But let me first answer the other one of, so what kind of education should we be giving our child? Yeah. So now we've said, after giving this child the opportunity to dream and and first see their future even before they get there now what kind of education should we be giving them yeah now this doesn't even apply for just children even adults young adults at university even young adults out there you need to put a test to your knowledge in four ways right now the 21st century education mm. we we look at number one the knowledge what you know and understand what you yeah. studied that's mathematics history physics all that yeah. what did you study for example mm. then we look at the skills then we look at the character and then we look at the metacognition let me explain so the first one knowledge yeah. what you know and understand everybody goes to school to study math history chemistry and all that mm-hmm. maybe i didn't study chemistry i studied languages you studied maybe commerce even mm-hmm. at university i've studied something but 
beyond our children learning this math and English, they need to learn things about the knowledge that is uh, right now like global things. Yeah. We are talking about sustainable development goals. For example, the world's to-do list, that sustainable development goals up to 2030. A child should know that as a world, as a country, as a continent, what are we trying to achieve? Yeah. These are the SDGs. You can't believe I only got to know about SDGs when I was in law class. <laughs> of course, now we are doing great. I see people la- teaching them at university, but these are conversations we should be having. They were Recently. existent before I feel cheated. Now, now that you mentioned it, I didn't think it was important. <laughs> there's, there's a child I'm coaching right now from mm-hmm. the UK. He is a years and recently he was doing a project and he, his project was a PowerPoint presentation about climate PowerPoint change at and eight? Yes, at eight years, three hours reuse, oh recycle and reduce and that child will tell you why we need to reduce on the plastics we use, why we need at to recycle eight. yes honey, I was shocked so those are oh, even you're a coach. Yes, <laughs> but but for me the children yeah. we coach we, we, tell, we teach them the things and I think also children in international schools learn about them. So mm. things like, what is the world's to-do list? We have climate change, for example. Basically, what's happening in the world. Yes, so our child right now should know that, for example, last year towards December 2019, actually the whole 2019, we had so much wet season in Uganda. It was, mm, 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 yeah. like Victoria, or the water was the high le- was Wait, on the it, highest. that was this year, though. No, it was towards 2019 up to 2020, but the oh, whole yeah? of 2019 up to early 2020. Because there's a way how this year looks like two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and actually this year. So the rain was high. So, And then you have to ask yourself, so how does this concern me when, when the, the levels of water are raising, mm. there's so much uh, climate change happening, if we cut down trees and and uh, we are having and actually before 2019 in 2018 we had the hottest season ever like in a long time yeah. it was so hot i remember that sun so it 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 a child should know that we, as a country as a world we have a problem of climate, climate change. change so those are the themes like sustainability global peace like what are those so beyond knowing math you need to know all those things yeah what does it mean when we are cutting out down our trees, yeah. what does yeah. it mean yeah. when the government yeah. cuts yeah. on the cost of uh, of gas? Because now it's a bit cheaper. It means mm. they are promoting gas over firewood. Yeah. So that's number one, the knowledge and and the knowledge they should have. Then number two is the skills. So how do you apply this knowledge? What did you study at university? Law. Law. Oh, you're a law student. <laughs> wow. Hey, crush. Okay. I'm a lawyer. I'm yeah, a law lawyer. Student. Yeah, lawyer, great. <laughs> so, if you did, if you if you studied law yeah. right now, how? So we go to that to the how you apply that knowledge. Now you already have that knowledge. How do you apply it? So we look at the forces, the common one: creativity, mm-hmm. critical thinking, communication, and c- collaboration. Okay. Right now, how are you being creative about the the knowledge you got from law school? You know, how are you? Okay, let me use my example, maybe. Because right now we do consultants in education, we do programs for parents, for children, and for communities. I'm being creative about the knowledge I got as a, an education student. For clarity for our listeners, when you speak we, when you say we are doing this, <laughs> I am. who are the we? We, Zell Education, or yeah. I am, okay, let me use I am doing yeah. that. Mm. So in other words, if you're a teacher and you're a teacher of mathematics, there's so much you can do with the knowledge mm-hmm. of 
the education you got because in education we studied to be psychologists we study psychology child development we study we really study so much you, you got so kind of psychology so yeah every education i'm so student. sorry to say this but some teachers are so ruthless they don't look like they have some psychological it's, classes it's because they have they are, they are they are battering a lot themselves mm. so mm. you know if life if, gets if hard. you do not handle if you do not take care of yourself you can't take care of others oh, and we, no one takes care of our teachers yeah. no one it makes sense most people okay most people don't really think about teachers in that way yeah so you need to be creative about your knowledge so mm. that because right now creativity is such a, a big skill right now if you if you studied something ask yourself in which ways can i be creative about this about my knowledge so that yeah. you just don't say i have a degree in this and you're not applying you're not using it mm. then the other one is communication that is huge communication is a huge skill today we look at let's begin with communication how are you communicating about the law you you studied you yeah, know yeah, right yeah. now you can blog about law you can educate us about law you know you're mm. giving you're communicating about that definitely i'll know that oh i see blogs about law you have a podcast right now right yeah. this podcast is communication these are new ways of communicating so mm. you are using that communication you you are using the knowledge so people are knowledgeable out there yeah. but not many people know that you know how what to you be know. creative about the knowledge or even communicating about what you know mm-hmm. so that ability to just speak and say oh i do this and i can do this or even just being a speaker in your field yeah and share telling people what you know so that we know that actually you can do that otherwise communication is so big and which ways of communication are new like you can u- have a youtube channel right now i'm so shocked you know like uh, people are scrambling to look for knowledge from teachers because of the lockdown yeah but imagine if teachers had their youtube channels oh or their blogs and i know that if i need notes of english or literature or history there's this teacher who is and i'll pay i'll pay for that you know so you're being creative about your knowledge and you're communicating communicating. so those are skills you have to really 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 take seriously you communicate communication is not only for the people who right now we are communicating digitally digitally social media um google you optimize your, your visibility you really communicate because we are in a state of abundance there are so many skills mm-hmm. right now so how do you stand out yeah when you don't what makes you different yeah and you also need to learn how to communicate you've spoken about how creative teachers could be and it reminded me about babu babu something he's an mp in kenya and because he's good at maths i don't even know if he's a teacher during the lockdown he was holding classes on his facebook page he's a politician i was like He's crazy. He's a crazy babu. I think he has been here to Uganda and he got arrested. I don't know. Oh, wow. <laughs> because he's probably wine. Oh, and I yeah. think I think he got arrested or something happened. He's some crazy politician in Kenya. He was using his Facebook page and even YouTube yeah. to teach math and I was like no yeah. one else you is see, doing this. Those those are new ways of communication. It's 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 a skill our children need to learn. Yeah. Like you need to really, really learn to communicate speak write listen talk like there's so much you can do right now the social media industry is growing so mm-hmm, high mm-hmm. and we 
teenagers who are as early as like 15 what they can be content creators they yeah. can do this because they can write they're learning creative writing so apart from learning creative writing to pass your name you can use that to actually do that we have children who are blogging in our communication class and we pay them for their blogs so yeah that's a skill then the critical thinking critical thinking is also big it's from critical thinking that we problem solve that we solve problems in our community yeah when you are a lawyer right now and you have you see one of the challenges we have right now and how can you critically look at the community and actually solve problems around look at the challenges we have design a way of solving them and actually use that knowledge to solve it in critical ways and also we are in a, in a time of, of fake news and, and fake things so you need right. to be critical about how you mm. take in information how you see something mm. how you you like you really need that critical thinking skill yeah. to solve problems to be creative and actually even decipher information and know what is useful and what's not useful what mm -hmm. to how to do this and how not to do it when you speak about critical thinking as something, a skill, is it a skill? It is a skill. When you talk about it as a skill that is important in our education system, is this something that is only a burden to the teachers? Is, is it right to use it, to call it a burden? To do what? Is the onus on the teachers to... No, 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 no. Yeah. The onus is... You see, I advocate for all of us to be educators. Mm -hmm. because all of us should be na educators. We should be educators. Nabuguzi. What's your favorite name? Like currently, I'm I'm getting into this system of numbers. So everyone, every time someone calls me, like, I, I like oh, that God. name because I am so inclined to to African names so much. Yeah. So right now, you know so much that someone doesn't know. So instead of complaining and saying, "But our education system, you, what are you doing are about teaching? it?" That intern who is at your workplace. Who, who doesn't know how to write a report mm. really we have a problem of unemployment why should they lose a job because they don't know how to communicate yeah. if you know something teach them mm. if their attitude has a problem fix like help them teach them if i'm a parent at home why should i complain that teachers are not teaching something what at are school? you doing about what are you doing it? about it because you go to work every day you see the skills that are needed yeah teach them to your child so yeah. The onus is on our teachers, of course, but the, as you can't the primary. No. You have come to the end of the first segment of this educational conversation with Nirere, and my takeaway from this episode is that if your dream and aspirations are identified, achieving your goals is easier. So while we get into the second segment of the conversation in which she expounds on how best we can educate the child of the 21st century. What is your aspiration? Make sure you are subscribed into your podcast platform of choice so that you don't miss out on the rest of the conversation with Nirere in episode 17. Catch you there. <laughs>